0: The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah,
1: come on, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Here on the Todd and Oz Show. Love to get your reaction to the day's big stories. Israel has rescued two hostages in Rafah. Great. They took out some Hamas fighters in the meantime. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, just late last week, says Israel's gone too far. And uh, the White House press secretary is trying to walk that back. Uh, you could join us, too, at 512-836-0590. And there's a new poll this morning that indicates that 86% of the American voters think that uh,
2: Joe Biden is, is too old. I think it's pretty obvious he is. Uh, it's pretty. O- it has been obvious since he ran for office this first term. Well, I don't think he's too old. I think well, that, yeah, fair off. Sorry. go ahead. So I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. go ahead. And finish what you were saying. No, but you're, I, 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 I misspoke. Too old, yeah. It, he it not not his his age isn't isn't so much an issue as his mental acuity.
1: Right. Well, some uh, some uh, of uh, the former president Donald Trump's fellow Republicans uh, Sunday lashed out at him for some things he said about uh, some of the smaller NATO countries not paying their fair share, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the press are twisting this around, saying that. Well, if you're not paying your fair share, Donald Trump just handed you, uh, just handed your country over to Russia. I'm seeing that in the Twitterverse. Let's get the story from reporter Jackie Quinn.
3: These are people making decisions on our national security. These are people making decisions on the future of our economy. We need to know they're at the top of their game. This is not something to play with. You've got Russia, China, and Iran all targeting us right now. And we're going to put two 80-year-olds up as president? We can do better.
4: World leaders are already weighing in. Russia's foreign minister says it really makes no difference if President Biden or former President Trump is re-elected. And a Chinese professor of international relations says the two presidential candidates are, quote, like two bowls of poison. The presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect
1: us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do
4: whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Trump this weekend on China says he'll be tough again. We didn't play games and we took out billions, hundreds of billions of dollars out of China. While President Biden in November met with Xi Jinping in San Francisco. stable relationship between the world's two largest economies
0: is not merely good for the two economies, but for the world. A stable relationship.
4: It's good for everyone. French President Emmanuel Macron says whoever wins, America's first priority will be itself. I'm Jackie Quinn.
1: Uh, Let's talk about that, Uh, what Donald Trump said. Uh, Jump in at 512-836-0590. If they haven't been paying their fair share, what those countries are telling us is... Your grandkids should be paying uh, tax dollars and your grandkids should be the one fighting those wars to defend those little countries. Mm-hmm. That's what those little countries have been saying. Well sure. Their tax dollars shouldn't pay for it. Their kids' blood shouldn't be spilled, but
2: yours should as an American. Well, you know I mean there for a long time there's been the you know the failure of a lot of uh, a lot of the NATO's 31 members to meet a defense spending target of at least 2% of each country's GDP, right? And That's, many countries haven't been doing that. Eleven of them, yeah, uh, according and, to NATO estimates, don't. And, and at the recent World Economic
1: Forum, I think it was, uh, I, I think it was one of the country's leaderships that say this is what Donald Trump got
2: right. We we weren't paying our fair share. Well, yes, I mean he he, he made it very clear, and he said it to their face, and, and he's absolutely right. I don't have a problem with what Trump said, at least in part. I think the whole thing of. You know, I'd let Repu- or let Russia do whatever it wants. I, I, he, he probably could, that's a little, maybe a little much. You know, but but if he's going to say, "Look, you're not paying your fair share," uh, then no, I won't protect you. Fair enough. I I, I where's the problem? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's part of that's part of the alliance, right? You pay, they're we part, pay. They're either part of the alliance or they're not. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, why should we protect them? And it's our military that that forms up the bulk of the core. Uh, of of the, the, you know, the NATO alliance's military power. Yeah. So if you want some help, you got to pay up. Yeah. It's time for their money and some of their young people to step up. I see no problem with that.
1: Yeah. Listen, uh, there's an overwhelming majority of Americans who say that Joe Biden is too old to serve another term. And I wish they kind of change, the, change that. It's too demented to
2: serve. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Not fit to serve. Maybe, maybe not fit to serve is the polite way to say it. All you have to do is watch him speak yeah, or, ac- or walk around. And according to this poll conducted by ABC Ipsos Knowledge Panel, 86% of Americans think that Joe Biden is too old to serve another term. And that figure includes 59% of Americans who think both he and the former presidents are uh, are too old to serve. Uh, newsman John Stallness has more on the story because... Well, the White House sent out a whole posse to hit the Sunday morning shows to talk up Joe Biden's memory.
4: The Biden campaign and the White House were on damage control after special counsel Robert Herr's report on Biden's handling of classified documents. Democratic Senator Chris Coons, who also serves as a co-chair of the president's re-election campaign, ripped the council's report on ABC's This Week. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation, and the idea that somehow Joe Biden forgot the date of his son's death is offensive and appalling. Biden's personal lawyer, Bob Bauer, made a rare public appearance speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, criticizing the report for its comments on the president's memory. This
0: flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with DOJ policy and norms. This is not what prosecutors do. It is shoddy work product.
4: An ABC News Ipsos poll out over the weekend finds 86% of Americans think the 81-year-old Biden is too old to serve another term. Biden campaign co-chair Mitch Landrew on NBC's Meet the Press. He's smart. He's on his game. When you go in to brief the president, you got You better have your big boy <laughs> pants on. And, and this kind of sense that he's not ready for this job is just a bucket of BS that's so I'm... deep, your boots will get stuck in. And that assertion was backed up by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who was asked on ABC's This Week what he has seen from President Biden during their many interactions over the last few months. And I found him very clear uh, and very focused. We uh, uh, managed to agree on the war aims and on many things. Sometimes we had
0: disagreements, but they weren't born of a, a lack of understanding on his part or on my part.
4: But Republican Senator Tom Cotton on Fox News Sunday says her had to include Biden's trouble with his memory as a way of explaining away why the Justice Department didn't pursue criminal charges in the classified documents case. There's no new bombshells about President Biden in this. The American people have seen for years that he is a man with a failing mem- memory. John
1: Stolnes, Washington. All right, there you go. Now you're up to date. So jump in at 512-836-0590.
2: We've watched it get worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and you know, he'll be 82 years old if, if he wins re-election. Uh, uh, for his second inauguration, he'll be 82 years old. And in his case, I, I think age slash mental acuity is, is I mean, the way. The mental acuity, is, that, that should dis- disqualify him, right? I mean, it's, not, it's elder abuse, what, what we're doing. To, and it's abuse to the rest of the country because the whole place is on fire right now. Sure. And it's his fault. Yeah. Largely. Yeah, he, he's he just he's not fit for the job. No, he's not fit to stand trial. No, but he can hold the nuke codes.
1: Nine sixteen here on the Todd and I show. You can join us at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. I guess this is one of those stories, kind of a warning for Austin, Texas. It's happening in another. Uh, Progressive leaning
2: city when it comes to transportation, it's bound to happen here eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. Talking about New York City, uh, they're going to be keeping a close, a very, very close f- uh, watch on their drivers up there. Mm. Uh, they're going to be rolling out a controversial fifteen dollar per day congestion fee for all drivers that venture south of Sixtieth Street. They've given the and, and, and they call it the toll congestion zone. A little snazzy name. Uh, so what they're going to do is and and this kind of license plate readers. Right? We, we talked a lot about those here. Sure, sure. Uh, used by the, so they're going to use license plate readers.
1: And if you enter a certain zone in the city, then you're charged 15
2: bucks for entering that zone, a tax for, right. for driving too far. Yeah, they'll they'll That's- have them strategically placed above FDR Drive at East 25th and, and Route 9A, and they're going to have this little zone. Anybody who enters it, you got to pay a fifteen dollar oh, toll man. just for for driving in your car.
1: That sounds so nineteen eighty four, man. That sounds so bizarre. It sounds like it's a step
2: towards a fifteen minute city. Huh? That's what sure. it sounds like. Sure, sure. Uh, they they uh, if if you live in the congestion zone, you make less than sixty grand a year, you can d- deduct the cost from your taxes. And if you live east of of some place, the river Hudson River, I think you get five dollars off, so, so it'll cost you ten bucks instead. To just to drive your car south of sixty, and I don't know New York City, so I don't, I don't know, you know, specifically what these, what it looks like. And you think that could happen here? Oh God, can't, don't you? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean,
1: absolutely. Uh, let's see. TK's in Round Rock this morning on the Todd and Oz show, and wants to lay weigh in on this hey. story about Hamas and, and Israel was able to yeah. uh, save a couple of hostages
0: last night. Uh, good morning, yeah, TK. Got, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. It's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I just you know. <laughs> Great conversations always. My, my position, first of all, I'm coming from the Christian perspective. I believe those that the blessers will be blessed, as curses will be cursed. I think there's spiritual warfare as well. But we got to be really, really sober minded with all this. You know, there are sadly civilian casualties in all wars, it's always a tragedy. But let's be really, really honest here Hamas does not, quote unquote, play by the rules either. They, they dress up in civilian clothes they put their weapons in hospitals and around schools and all the places where you're not supposed to do that
1: right yeah
0: and it's, it's vitally important that we recognize that and embrace it because Hamas could end the war right now by releasing the hostages and laying down their arms
1: uh, absolutely they every right every uh, every right. uh, everyone every politician in America should demand that Hamas put its weapons down
2: yes. 100%. But they won't.
1: 100%. But they won't. That's, that's, they won't.
0: They won't do it. They won't do it. And, and most importantly, it's what's really tragic in all this, is that I'm sure Israel and that IDF are doing what they can to avoid as, as many quote-unquote, civilian casualties as, as can. Uh, but it's, it's messy. This is urban warfare. These guys are... All the tunnels have been discovered. It's just horrific what's going on. And the the, the amount of success that the IDF has had so far is... Really, a miracle. Yeah. I'm quite honest. So, I, I guess what, what I'm saying is, that let's not be caught up in the traditional title narrative. Well, you know, Israel's doing really casualties; they have to pull back. No, this is a war, man. I mean, Russia's yeah. the best, right? Yeah. No, got no, to I'm more of their guys and break more of their
1: stuff. And, right? and TK, you know this. Um, let, let's say Israel does manage to wipe out Hamas in the Gaza yeah. Strip. The the war not yeah. over. We've learned that there are plenty no. of supporters in other countries that want to, you know, continue no. the Hamas work.
0: Including here, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hezbollah is going to start ramping up, and let's be honest, everyone's just waiting for Iran to launch their new. When it comes down to it, we know that's going to happen.
1: Eventually, it will. Exactly. Yeah. TK, thanks for checking in, man. It is nine twenty here at KLBJ. Although the former president Donald Trump maintains a sizable lead in the GOP primary polling, his opponent, the former UN ambassador Nikki Haley, has vowed to stay in the race. Haley spoke with a group of supporters in Lawrence, South Carolina, about why she's a better choice than Donald Trump.
3: Now, I voted for Donald Trump twice. I was proud to serve America and his administration. But the problem is chaos follows him. You know it's true. And we can't go through and have a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos.
1: She's very confident of her chances in South Carolina.
3: And when I announced there were 14 people in the race, we defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. Yeah,
1: What does that mean, getting rid of the fellas? What is she talking about? Is it a... It's a war now. It's a battle of
2: the sexes. Is that what she's trying to I do? I guess so. Is that what she's trying guess, to say? She's got to gotta finally break through that glass ceiling. All right, here's Nick. Once Nikki. and for all. Yeah,
1: the former U.N. ambassador. Right. The former governor. <laughs> right. She's got to break that glass ceiling, right? <laughs> here's Nikki Haley. Go
3: back and fix that bill and get it done today. We can't wait one more day. You're putting the national security of every American in danger because you want to wait until an election. That's what continues to happen with him. It's all about him. Yeah,
1: she's saying that Donald Trump had all the say when it came came to that border bill.
2: Boy, she's really running with that Democrat talking point. Isn't she is, she? isn't she? Boy, that, that's interesting. A Republican presidential candidate using a Democrat talking point. That's that's currently on the campaign trail. It's a campaign talking point. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, good good for Nikki Haley. I, uh, I I hope she feels good about you know just wasting her time and everybody else's for that matter. Because that's all she's doing. The polls show that she has no chance. Was she in support of that border bill? Did anybody ask her that?
1: It sounds like she was. Sounds to me like she was. Sounds like she was. Go
3: back and fix that bill and get it done today. We can't wait one more day. You're putting the national security of every American in danger because you want to wait until an election. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Take a chill pill. That's dude. what
3: continues to happen with him. It's all about him.
1: Yeah. All right. Nikki Haley Gosh. in South Carolina putting everything uh, everything
2: she's got into that one basket. Well, five thirty eight has got. The, I mean, Donald Trump's just uh, I, I don't, I mean, ridiculous polling. No, like seventy five point eight percent in the in the primaries. Wow. Uh, to Nikki Haley's, uh, can't even spot hers here, but it's it's significantly lower. She's way way down there. Polling, I think, below 20%. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, she's, she's wasting her time. If she wants to do this because it's part of the, you know, the, the American process, then fair enough. But don't, don't try to convince anybody you really have a chance. So
1: the cause of that fire at an abandoned downtown Austin bar remains unknown. But we know what sparked it. Mm-hmm. It was the homeless man sleeping inside. This happened over the weekend on the 400 block of 7th uh, Street at the location formerly known as uh, Mugshot's Bar. At one point, the flames were shooting through the roof. It became a, a two-alarm blaze. The Austin Fire Department says the building was, uh, was being occupied by uh, someone who was uh, unhoused.
2: Oh, yeah, a homeless guy. Yes. Homeless fella.
1: Yeah. And there's a major concern to uh, the structure now uh, because of the fire. Uh, investigators had to, had to rule the fire's origin as undetermined. Undetermined. That's unfortunate. Yeah. A squatter broke into the place yeah. and set it on fire. That's that's what happened. This wasn't somebody experiencing homelessness. This was a person that sought refuge inside somebody else's property, mm-hmm. and they caused a lot of damage, endangered a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I haven't actually heard any monetary estimates for this yet, but I'm sure it's pretty high. I mean, that, those it's pictures. It's an old building. I don't, yeah.
1: know, I don't know if it's a historic building, but uh, it's, it's the building downtown that has the uh, Janis Joplin and Willie Nelson mural right. painted on the side of it. It's a beautiful mural. And uh, some of the images that were circulating over the weekend of this fire and that mural and the flames shooting up behind it, a lot of people said this is uh, it's a great indication. It's a great uh, depiction of Austin,
2: Texas right now. Total metaphor for what's really happening. It's there in the 400 block of East 7th Street. Yeah. So, you know, chances are pretty good. I don't know if it had a historic designation, but, I mean, chances pretty good. It's been there for a long, long time. A vagrant, a squatter. Broke into somebody's building and set it on fire. That's the story. Mm. Mm. What a shame! You know, I, 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 homeless crisis strikes again. I, 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 hopefully they've. I mean, have you heard anything about arrests or anything? Haven't heard anything. Uh, Nobody was DNA. hurt. Nobody was hurt. Right? Nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt. I guess since they can't get in to really determine the cause. It would be hard for them to make a determination about arson or any you know any intent. I'm sure they were started a fire to stay warm. Probably would. probably in a
1: trash can or something, and uh, in the middle of the night it fell over and sparked the blaze. Right, hear about that all the time. We got plenty of uh, we got plenty of beds, man. You don't have to break into buildings to stay warm. We got plenty of hotels for you. Austin, Texas, is very generous when it comes to the unhoused. We'll put you in a hotel room.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, when, when I guess when they finally get around to opening them up, they've been sitting on them for years. They're spending millions of dollars to have people renovate them because they let them sit there and then get broken into and destroyed, looted.
1: 932, Todd Jeffries. Patrick Osborne and Brad Swell is with us here on the Todd and I show. Good morning. Did you have a great weekend? Oh my God, it was the best. Did you win a fortune in uh, the Super Bowl? Did you do a little gambling? You are a gambler?
5: Uh I mean, I will. I, but mean, you, you, I didn't gamble on this. You do drive That's,
1: Austin Roads every day, so you gamble at some level. That is level. a gamble,
5: yes, of course. Yeah, but yes. I, you know, I don't I don't do sports gambling. Yeah. I'm a I follow the law. I understand. I got you. I'm a you. law-abiding citizen. I got you. I understand, Mr. Goody Two Shoes. I understand. you you want me to get a VPN and come on.
1: Listen, uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Listen, it wasn't that long ago that the city of Austin did some annexation, scooping up large sections of uh, non-city property and just pulling it into city's jurisdiction, you know, the non-territorial jurisdiction. And a lot of people in those areas never felt like they got the the representation to go along with their taxes. No, they, they didn't. Yeah, and so there's an effort underway to...
5: D-annex? dis oh, annex I'm sorry, Todd. dis-annex. Come on. Sorry about that. Jeez, Todd. Yeah. God. Uh, so, yeah, this was um, started in the Texas legislature. They tried to do it uh, the 87th, and then they actually got it passed in the 88th uh, this past session, and with you have to go to the Texas legislature to get permission to dis-annex from a city, right? So they, yeah. they made it to where these uh, places in Austin, one, the biggest one being Lost Creek, but there's other ones, other smaller Areas that uh, will get that chance. So there is going to be an election in May, mm-hmm. and so Lost Creek being the biggest one, that's the one everyone is focusing on. How many homes out there the Lost Creek area? I don't know. Maybe like twelve hundred. Okay, something like that. Fifteen hundred. I was going to say two
2: thousand, but you are probably closer to that. Maybe two thousand. Yeah. I yeah. don't know.
5: Uh, and so, yeah, So there is this Leslie Odom lady. She's a member of the group that's pushing for dis disannexation.
2: And it, this is it.
5: the The reason why I bring this up is that the I just, it illustrates how lost the city is and how much they just don't care about you, mm. right? So this Leslie Odom lady, she's a member that's trying to uh, the group that's trying to push for disannexation. She tried to get a meeting with Kirk Watson to, I don't know, talk to him, try to get uh, you know, air her grievances. Sure, you know, hey Kirk, we're gonna leave if you don't do these things for us. Right, didn't give her the time of day. Didn't even talk to her. Didn't even talk to her. That's wow. that's the story. This is this is from the uh, the. I thought they wanted to hear from stakeholders.
2: They, they they like to use that word, that sure. phrase.
5: Yeah. Well, is she a stakeholder, stakeholder in right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh, Paige Ellis, she is the councilwoman for District 8, where Lost Creek is located. All right. And so so she's, she's fighting for the
1: residents of Lost Creek, I would think, right?
5: <laughs> um, well. Uh, I mean, she's representing the people of Lost Creek, I've right? N- I don't think I've ever met a person that has actually spoken to her. I've heard that. You know, I've heard that a lot. What do you I've mean? That- Send her an email, no response. Leave a voicemail, no response. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. We- I've heard. I've heard that she doesn't respond to anybody. That's that's. No. I, mean, I think maybe if you agree with her, if you want to give her a, a, some kudos, right, right. Maybe she'll call you back. Say What's thank the you? problem? Is I mean, she just can't speak for herself. What is the deal? Well, she. I, She's afraid
1: to speak for herself. That's a,
5: that's a great question. Todd, I mean, I,
1: who's holding Paige Ellis back? Who's who's preventing Paige Ellis from speaking to the community? They needs her. They, they, they need to talk to her.
5: Page Ellis is. They do call her blank page.
1: So, huh. well. I had so, no idea that that was those poor people of Lost Creek got no representation.
5: So this is the best that she can do for the Lost Creek residents for why they should stay. She says that there are many services currently provided by the city of Austin that could look different for Lost Creek residents. And those services range from not having Austin police be their first responders, no Austin code zoning or short ter- short term rental limitations, losing Austin resource recovery trash pickup, not having transportation and public works maintain roads or speed mitigation signs, to other environmental regulations such as impervious cover limits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the best we'll they can now. do. What about the county? What about the county? So well, well, what I mean, happened. They had services. Right. Before they were annexed, yeah. they had they had services,
1: right? And, and I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Austin police are the first responders in many places now.
5: Right no, now, and right? they're not the first responders in Lost Creek either. No, no the they, county is. These Sheriff's services, debits. these services since Lost Creek and a lot of the, I mean, it's happened all over Austin, they've gotten worse over time especially since Lost Creek got annexed, right? They've gotten worse over time and property taxes have only gotten higher. So it illustrates why on earth, what are we getting for our tax dollars all over the city, right?
1: I would think that there's some people that live in Lost Creek that don't want, uh, you know, the disannexation. Right? Well, I doubt they, that. Yeah, no, I, I believe there are some people that want to stay in the city of Austin, right? Well, on what
5: planet would you? someone want to stay in the city I, of Austin? I, I, I'm just trying to open up the
1: debate. That's all. There's got to be, right? Well, i mean, I sure. mean, it literally, door-to-door, 100%,
2: Lost Creek residents want out of the city?
5: I bet that this is going to be a landslide victory for disannexation. Well,
2: right? don't you just have to have, like, a... a, a, a like a, a majority of the neighborhood like you got to get a petition and go in and then the majority got to get it
5: on the ballot first pay, right so they, they
2: already did that yeah, yeah it's yeah. already
5: on the ballot they had there was a, a big uh movement to get the Texas legislature to approve this and there was there was a uh, a, a, a signature drive that sort of stuff a lot of people want it
2: no 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 I, I know that what I'm saying is that that's I mean they, they don't they, they don't need to have like you know all they need to get is just a, a an easy majority vote here. That's all they have left? Is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh right, I mean, to, it's, to, it's to make it 50,
1: happen, fifty percent plus one. Yeah. He, right? you're right though. The pay-jealous response is kind of um, it's kind of off putting. Well, hey, you yeah. know, hey, your neighborhood's going to go to hell if you do this. Our neighborhood uh, hey, crime is going to go through the roof if you do this. I, I instead, last... instead of trying to win people over.
5: Yeah, this is what we. This is what you get for your tax dollars. This is why they're going up. We're, you know, this is our plan to mitigate these things. What this is what we're trying to do. Lot. Kirk Watson ignores them, Paige Ellis ignores them, and this is how they treat people that actually have a way out. Well, let's also, uh, let's ma- let's set the record
1: straight, it's uh, Lost Creek voters put Paige Ellis in office.
5: Well, I mean, they did, I mean, she is in office, I don't know how many of them voted for her. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, but now they have a way out. Well, listen, uh, jump in here, Lost Creek
1: residents, what the heck's going on out there?
2: Uh, 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Well, I can understand why a lot of people would want to leave. That's I mean, you know, I, it, it's you're spending so much money in this city, and, and a lot of people have very valid arguments that they're not getting what they're paying for, not anywhere close to it. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, I, you know, for example, I, we, I, in my neighborhood where I live, we, we there was a time that we were all happily uh, William, unincorporated Williamson County, and then the city came in, they swooped in, they forcibly annexed our area. Uh, to this day, though, because we have you know a number of houses behind a gate, the city won't bring like Austin Energy back there for, or Austin Water back there to, to read the meters. You know, so I, every month I got to go climbing through thorn bushes to read meters because you know they, they but so that's just a, an example of one of the services oh, that wow. the city they took it they took our, our they take our taxes they took our, our you know they annexed us, but you know they, so they just
5: trust you to read the
2: meter. Well, no, I mean I, I have to go around I got to read it, and I got to give it to the HOA president every month.
5: Why don't you
1: just say it's lower? Well, I, I don't. I, <laughs> he's an honest man. That's why he's that's an why, honest. He's a law-abiding. But like they're that
2: They won't come back and read. It. They said well, private property. Yeah. So we we can't come back, even though we told them a million times. So that's just one of the many yeah. many things that you know the city's done. Where I think I could understand why people would want to leave. So so this Lost Creek story, if they vote in May, right? May is that
1: yeah. What it is? May yep. Uh, to 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 be disannexed. Yep. Is it over? I would think the city of Austin would sue to, to try to stop this. Well, that's a lot of lost revenue, tax
5: revenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. One of the reasons why Kirk Watson didn't respond to the the, the members of this group is because he, he's saying, "Well, this Texas Ledge said that you could do this. Our hands are tied. Basically, we can't really stop you from voting on it. Not even trying. So they, you can't stop the vote, but you could maybe try to convince people to. Stay in the city of Austin. You try to win them over, woo them a little bit, woo them a little bit. Say, hey, this is the thing; these are the things you
1: get if you stay with
5: us. Yeah, but we didn't get that.
1: All right, listen. Uh, jump in here. 512-836-0590. We had a fire downtown and uh, in a building over the weekend. What was the name of the, the old mugshots? Shots bar. bar. Yeah, I think that's a historical building. I, I don't know that for sure. Are you familiar? That's the one with the mural of yes. uh,
5: Willie Nelson. Yes. Willie Nelson and yeah.
1: Janis Joplin. It's a beautiful wall. It's it's a beautiful mural. Let's uh, see. Uh, Ray wants to weigh in on that one in North Austin this morning. Ray, good morning.
0: Yeah. So real quick, uh, two of my good friends owned that bar, and it was an old hotel. It was a whorehouse. Um, so it's it has the you know historical plaque on the wall. It's a it was, hopefully it's still alive, but hopefully uh, it was a really cool building.
2: Yeah, yeah. Had yeah. the actual historic yeah. designation.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Okay. Was it uh, gutted? Was annexation? it gutted in a fire?
0: So I live in Anderson Mill mm-hmm. and we got annexed, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Right. Pay more money, get less services. Yep. That's all it is.
2: That's the story. That's why I, That's near where I live. That's a, a that's very, similar, right very similar story to what I, yeah. Listen, I know exactly what he's talking about.
1: Listen, you can jump in at 512-836-0590. Uh, listen, we got an update as well with uh, City Councilman Ryan Alters Plans. Well, he's going to try to encourage you to vote yes on a, a billion-dollar bond package to save the planet.
5: Boo. We're going to do that right boom. here in Austin.
1: We're going to save the planet right here in Austin. No. Did you here, know that? Yeah. This, is,
5: this is the center of everything. Well, it's going to take a vote, though. We've got to vote to save the planet.
1: You may be right about that. It's uh, 946 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You know uh, City Councilman Ryan Alter is on a mission to save planet Earth. He, uh, he, he doesn't know how to spend the money yet, but he uh, and he admits that he's not very good with money.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I, I don't understand economics.
1: But he needs uh, a, a large bond package to help save the planet. Uh, and, uh, and Brad Swell is with us. Uh, he's been kind of tracking some of this. What have you learned?
5: Well, I wanna, I do want to commend Ryan Alter, because if you ask him a question, he actually does make himself available, unlike Paige Ellis. Fair enough. Uh, so he does actually respond, right? Okay. So I, I asked him. That's fair. You know, I asked them what is the what does this mean? You the, it's in the ordinance, right that they want to reduce electricity demand. We talked about this last week. Okay, reduce electricity demand. How do you do that with new electric school buses and a fleet of capital metro buses? Well, how do you do how do you stop me as a Austin citizen as a uh, a, a utility customer of Austin Energy? How do you stop me from using more electricity? Take right? control of the thermostat maybe. Maybe, maybe well they already have prices. that program right
2: where mm-hmm. where you can you can opt into it but on certain days the the city can actually tap into your thermostat and change the change the change the you know temperature on it accordingly as they as they see fit
5: no idea why anybody would sign up for that but yes there is that so the I asked him what does that mean what, what does it mean reduce electricity to demand and he says that there are many ways we can reduce electric electricity demand including increased demand response making buildings more efficient through building code and rebates. Load shifting and leather, lots of opportunities, right? But load shifting and uh, demand response are the same thing. And it just means that they're going to uh, balance the demand so that not everyone is maxing out at the same time to prevent grid overload. How do they do that, though? Well, they just, inc- it's the same thing when ERCOT says, hey, conservation or whatever, okay. don't turn on your dryer at, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever. That's what everyone's doing. Go to work with wet clothes. I got you. Go to work with wet clothes, right? Right. But that doesn't reduce demand. That just balances it out. Yeah. Right? And then the more efficient buildings, okay, maybe. But also, if I'm paying less because my building is really efficient, maybe I don't worry about it. I leave the lights on longer. Sure. If we do
1: all of these things that Ryan Alter is dreaming of, if we do it all here in Austin,
5: what does that mean? Does that mean we've saved the planet? (sighs) We, it means we've done our part. You know, okay. we've we've acted locally, but thought globally. Okay. I think that's what that means. All but right. y'all have been talking about the Leander water story today, right? right? There's mm-hmm. a conservation effort. And I think it's because of some damage to some water pipes. Is that right? 36 right. inch right Replacing a main water line. Right. Yeah. And that makes sense. But they can sure. tell you, you know, stop using water, right? And if, when, the, when, the, when it's summer and everything's dry, the city of Austin says, you can't use water. And if you do, we're going to fine you. Right? And that's yeah. a natural resource. That's all of ours. We are customers, so and yet say, they can control
1: us. So you're saying that following that theory, someday it could be 95 degrees on a Sunday afternoon,
5: and they may shut your power down. Or or punish you if you use too much power. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So reduce demand. It's in the ordinance, if it passes, to reduce electricity demand.
2: But but you brought up a good point in that how, how can you reduce electricity demand when your entire agenda is about moving the whole city electric? Yeah. Yeah. To where, to where at some point, everything will from, be electric. from
1: school buses to uh, the electric bikes that we're bringing. In, yeah, you
2: know, and the in the in the, uh, the trains itself. Yeah, that that that, that makes no sense, right? And I, and I don't, I don't think Ryan Alter knows what he's doing here. He's just throwing out stuff that he thinks going to you know stick with his he, voters. He's, he's just,
1: uh, he's just, he's just you know regurgitating some of the other climate agenda stuff you hear on the world stage.
5: But, that's all he's doing. He's being a he's being a loyal Democrat. Well, a what, good progressive, whether he knows what that means or not or how they're going to reduce electricity demand he may not know it but city staff may know it the next council person might know it but it's in the ordinance right that they can do that but you don't need a bond package to do that correct what does he need the money for because they they have not reached all of the 73 goals or whatever the climate equity plan and a little bit more money will get us there is well, that what he says? I, don't, I mean, that's, and, and that's
2: he, the idea. And he hasn't talked about how much, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. He just said uh, that's a potential idea we can kick around. Now, of course, you know, Jesus Garza says, bad idea, way too much unassigned debt already. Can't do it for another couple, three years at least. Yeah. But, you know, on, on something like this, yeah, we don't have a dollar figure yet, but on something like this, you have to assume there, if the city were to approve a bond, they would, they would, they would want to make a statement. Look at us. This is how committed we are. Our voters are going to be tasked with approving $2.5 billion worth of new debt that we're going to put towards saving the planet. Don't be surprised if it's, it's some absurd it's, number because it's, it's going to have to it's, be.
1: It's not out of the uh, realm either, is it? No. Austin loves to be the first to do those kinds of things. That's that's interesting.
2: Uh, you you think, really, 2.5? Well, that may be a little extreme, but if if it were 2? No, that I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked by that I, at well, all. I think cool. uh, I think anything's a, an excessive amount.
5: Was it? Didn't AISD just do like or a, a, a year or two ago? We just voted on more than two billion dollars of bonds, all all in on education and everything. Vo- like that? Voters of Austin
1: like to say yes to bond packages. They don't mind borrowing money.
5: They don't mind committing uh, fiscal
1: child abuse.
5: Yeah, and the it's it. There's the, another aspect to this that it's not really even a climate bond. It's just a normal municipal bond package. It's being branded as a climate bond, and right. they can do the things that they can do with It's very it's very broad, yeah. right? So they can say it's for climate, and what does that mean? What are you going to do with it? Yeah. no one's told us. Let's squeeze in a
1: few of these calls. People want to weigh in. Let's see. Let's go to uh, Jeffrey in Southwest Austin this morning. Jeffrey, good morning.
0: Hey guys, um, <clears throat> you know, but you don't see the city everybody or a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of money that goes to the general fund from the utility company so we're still going to continue to add on to that also with almost 150 million this year
1: yeah and and, and they've been doing that every year for many years yeah correct and and i i'll go with the 2.5 billion that's going to be 2.5 2.5 can you write that down yeah 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 we that jeffrey says 2.5 start holding bing 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 bing. uh Jeannie in South Austin, good morning.
0: Morning, guys. I always watch y'all show. You know it. Yeah, uh, thank you, Jeannie. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm very involved with city council. I was there two weeks ago speaking out. I can't wait till these people get voted out. Ryan Alter is supposedly my representative who represents nobody here in South Austin. And um, they got an army of people down there, what I witnessed, of uh, one by one speaking out. You don't need a car or truck to, to, to live here in Austin. You should be riding your bike, or, you know, and I do, I do, I don't own a car because I can't afford it. Yeah. But I've been riding the bus and biking for 10 years. I just want to let y'all know I'm she's really got fed good up calves. with the city council. I, I'm tired of them all. You I don't her- like them.
3: I don't,
1: I don't I like
0: her I bet she's so, got really good I games. I don't think it voted out.
1: Long. I bet Jeannie's got some nice calves. I bet she does, <laughs> man. Yeah, Jeannie, rides, Jeannie rides a bike Thank through you, town, Jeannie. and they, they don't say, look at those calves. They say, look at those steers. Ooh. That's what they say
0: out there. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Little Jeannie. Girl. Uh,
1: let's see. Uh, Damon. Damon's checking in from Luling this morning. Damon, what's on your mind?
0: Good morning. Well, yeah. I'm just reminded of when uh, the city council pushed us so hard to conserve water. We had to conserve water despite, you know, what they were dumping the water down through all the swimming pools. But the citizens of Austin did such a good job of conserving water, the water department began losing money, so they had to raise the price. They had to raise our rates. I remember that. For what we paid for water. Yeah. Because we saved so much water. Mm -hmm. So I would yeah. just think everybody really needs to be careful. We, you know, we may be, uh, you know, cutting off our own nose to spite our faces yeah. without even knowing it. You may be right. Yeah. I think
1: that's what Brad was telling us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought Project Connect was going to save the planet. That's what they told us. That's how they convinced us to say yes to Project Connect. It was going to solve all of our climate
5: crisis problems.
2: Yeah. Well, they did. They
5: did promise it was going to solve a lot. Did not they? It's the city council that'll save us. They are our superheroes. Yeah. Government. Ugh. We didn't
1: even get to uh, Zoe Cadre's claims that there's a rise of hate crimes in Austin. Chito Vela. Cheeto Vela's. Yeah. We, we didn't even get Bug. to that.
5: Yeah, it's not. There's not. It's it's all just fun with statistics, you know? Okay. A rise from one to two over the course of a year is 100% rise, but it's, it's still one. only two.
2: The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, five to 10, on News Radio KLBJ.